Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker, All the Games. This is episode 13. We're coming at you from the northeast of the United States, August 2022. I'm your host, Sean, online as Atomic Squeeze, Nuke Hops, Nuclear Hops, or Homebrew, depending on where you play. We have a fun and informative show for you today where we'll be focusing on Badoogie. We'll find out what I'm drinking for this episode, then we'll get to Badoogie. You'll get to hear about some of my recent plays since the last episode. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. Well, since poker is a social sport, and do I not only enjoy beer, I also brew beer, yes, I'll be cracking open a beer for this podcast. Today's beer is quite special. This is a recipe from Tom Fullery Brewing Company, a brewery that I co-owned, and which I recently brewed this beer on a homebrew scale. For those who may not know, a homebrew scale can mean a variety of volumes. In this case, I brewed five gallons, which is essentially two and a half cases of 12 ounce beers. Today's beer is Fit for Life, a session IPA. A session beer is a low ABV alcohol by volume percentage. So a low ABV and generally also lower in calories. In this case, we went low with ABV, very low in calories, but packed full of aroma, flavor, and body. Ooh, nice. Hear that pop? I'm pouring this one from a 12-ounce swing top bottle into a Spiegelow IPA glass, which is perfect for this beer. For those who don't know, Spiegelo, but are curious about quality beer, wine, and spirits glassware, Spiegelo is spelled S-P-I-E-G-E-L-A-U. A beer of this quality, yes, from the brewery that I co-owned, so I'm going to brag it up. A beer of this quality requires, <laughs> requires special glassware. Anyway, <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> Let's have a smell. Ah, nice. Wonderful citrus aroma from those hops. Ah, nice malt notes coming in behind the citrus. Very light malt. Uh, but uh, light malt, but required and necessary uh, present in a, to be present in a quality West Coast style IPA. Let's have a look. Oh, a light light amber golden uh golden amber color uh wonderfully beautifully clear um even for having bottle conditioned this one so for those who don't know bottle conditioning um since i actually uh, gave away 
my kegerator a while back. Uh, sorry, the, <laughs> the the top keeps keeps popping off. <laughs> that's that's those crazy crazy sounds you hear um, off that swing top. Anyway, uh, bottle conditioning is uh, since I don't have a kegerator, I had to bottle condition, and that just means uh, putting the beer after it's finished before it's uh, ready to drink into bottles. Uh, put a little bit of a uh, little sugar in there with a little bit of yeast, and uh, it uh, carbonates uh, directly in the in the bottle. Um, so uh, save a few bucks on a kegerator uh, until I uh, make enough money off this podcast to uh, <laughs> to buy myself a kegerator. Anyway, now for the best part, uh, let's have a taste. Wow, full of those citrus flavors that we smell in the uh, aroma. Very slight bitterness, rounding out a tinge of maltiness. A uh, little thin body, but that's uh, to be expected from a from a low calorie, low ABV beer. Oh, but this one is so easy to drink. Fit for Life comes in at about four percent ABV and only ninety one calories, making it perfectly fit for life. Which means I'm going to need another one before long. So we better get started talking about some poker. Remember that our focus here is non-hold'em poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hand at mixed games or those looking to branch into other variations of poker, whether you're a dealer, player, or card room manager. Our goal is to bring you the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode will be covering Badoogie. So let's get started. Why Badoogie? Well, quite simply, because it's the next one on my list. Seriously, we've discussed a pile of different poker variations up to this point, including lowball games. The rules for Badoogie are rather simple, but very different from the rules most of us are used to. In fact, quite the opposite. From here on out in these podcasts, the games are going to start to get a little trickier, and soon we'll be discussing combo games where there are two games in one. So let's get started uh, with some of the uh, general play and rules of Badoogie to uh, start to introduce us uh, to some da- games with uh, different different things where we're going to have to think a little differently. So Badoogie is a draw game with fixed limit betting. The mechanics are similar to Deuce to Seven Triple Draw with two notable exceptions. One is that you receive only four cards. Second is that Badoogie uses its own unique hand rankings based on a four-card hand. In the end, each player will be dealt four cards all face down, with three chances to discard any number of cards and draw new ones to replace the discarded ones. The ranking of hands is unique, and the pot goes to the player with the lowest four-card Badoogie-ranked hand. Let's get into what the actual rankings uh, for Badoogie are. Aces always play low in Badoogie. And here's the big kicker. No cards can be duplicated in suit or rank to make a qualifying four-card Badoogie. You are looking for the lowest four cards that are of different rank and unsuited. As an example, the best four-card Badoogie, so the best hand in Badoogie, is 4-3-deuce-ace-rainbow. Rainbow meaning all cards are of different suits. So ace, deuce, three, four, all of different suits. You'll notice in a lot of low ball games, we start with the highest card 
um, in the hand as part as part of our uh, showdown hand. So for a Badoogie hand, we say four, three, deuce, ace, um, because the four is sort of the uh, the qualifying card. If one of the cards in a hand are duplicated in suit or rank, then that card will be a three-card Badoogie, also known as a Triss, T-R-I-S, Triss. If two of the cards in a hand are duplicated in suit or rank, that would be a two-card Badoogie. You get the picture. I'm not going to continue because if you don't have at least a Triss or a three card, what is a three-card Badoogie, you should be folding your hand, especially uh, as a beginner. So let's, uh, let's get into how to deal and play Badoogie. Here are the specifics. A small blind and big blind are used for the two positions immediately to the left of the dealer button, respectively. After the blinds are posted, four cards are dealt to each player face down, one at a time, starting with the player to the immediate left of the dealer button, also known as the small blind, and proceeding clockwise around the table. A round of betting occurs, where each player, starting with the player to the left of the big blind, known as the under-the-gun player, takes action as either folding, matching the big blind, or raising to a larger amount. Once action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button, who is still in the hand, each player is prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. Now, you may choose to discard up to all four cards, although it's not recommended, or not to discard any cards, which is also known as standing pat. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to have replaced, the dealer then replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down, to each of the respective players. Once this first draw is complete, another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the dealer button, who is still in the hand, and continues clockwise around the table. Once a betting action is taken by each player at the table still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button, who is still in the hand, each player is then prompted, one at a time, to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. Once all players at the table and still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer once again replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down, to each of the remaining respective players. Once this second draw is complete, another round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table closest to the button who is still in the hand and continues clockwise around the table. Once a betting action is taken by each player at the table, still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button, who is still in the hand, each player is prompted one at a time to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. Once players at the table, still in the hand, have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer, for the third and final time, replaces those cards, in turn, by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down, to each of the respective players. Once this third and final draw is complete, a final round of betting takes place. Beginning with the most leftmost player at the table, closest to the dealer button, who is still in the hand, and continuing clockwise around the table. Finally, the showdown, where a winner is determined with the lowest Badoogie hand, 
using the Badugi hand ranking system, again, which is low, unsuited, unpaired cards. And using that Badugi hand ranking system, using all four of the cards in each of the remaining players' hands. So those are the specifics of the deal and play of Badugi. And uh, once again, as I'll mention at the end of the podcast, I know it's a little hard to follow um, in a podcast, but uh, I'll mention the, uh, the book that I wrote uh, with all of these rules for all the games that we talk about on this podcast. Um, so you have it in uh, written form. Uh, makes it a lot easier than uh, having to try to follow along sometimes uh, on a, uh, just a voice. So I'll mention that book uh, again at the uh, end of the podcast. So next, let's go over some beginner's tips for Badoogie to get you started. So keep in mind in Badoogie, it is difficult to make a strong Badoogie due to the game structure. Simply the way the game is played, the rules of the game, the ranking, it is just completely difficult to make a strong Badoogie. In fact, only about 6% of hands that are dealt are Badoogie. So one in about 16 times that you're dealt a hand will you be dealt a Badoogie. And that's not even to say a good Badoogie, just four cards, unsuited, unpaired. Um, one in 16 times. Oh man, that fit for life is, uh, is great. Sorry to interrupt the uh, beginner's tips there. Give you a break to, uh, to uh, soak all that in. While I soak another sip, nice and bitter too, by the way. Uh, It's got that West Coast bitterness, which is great um, in an IPA. Anyway, our third uh, beginner's tip for Badoogie, um, seven high Badoogies are very strong. So anything from a seven down um, through the ace, uh, again, unsuited and unpaired, are very strong. Um, An eight high to a jack high Badoogie are mid-strength, so use caution um, if you're playing anything uh, which is jack, 10, 9, 8 uh, high for your uh, highest of the four cards. Just uh, be cautious and uh, keep an eye on the, you know, pay attention. Be observant with the betting that's going on. If there's a lot of betting and raising, um, you might want to dump, uh, you know, something from an 8 to a jack high badoogie. If you're drawing, so when, when you get to the draws, um, try to be drawing from a strong tris. So make sure your hand you know, starts that way. So you want to be drawing from a strong three card hand. For example, if you have four, three, ace, rainbow, again, four, three, ace, all unsuited, you'll draw one and you're strong, drawing to a very strong Badoogie. So uh, to, to sort of take that a step further, so as to only need to draw one card, that way if no one makes a four card Badoogie, your strong three card Triss should win. So if you start from a strong three card, four, three, ace, rainbow, and you're drawn and maybe you keep getting a suited card or a paired card, for example, if no one else makes a, a four card Badoogie, your, your four, three, ace is a very strong three card Badoogie and uh, should win at showdown should you happen to not make the, uh, the four card Badoogie and uh, should anyone else in the hand also uh, not make it. So those are some beginner's tips uh, to get you started in a game of Badoogie. Very interesting, exciting game. 
Uh, doesn't sound like a whole lot, but uh, it, it can get interesting and uh, a little difficult at times to try to remember how to play, right? You're looking for unsuited cards as opposed to most of the games that we play. We're looking for flushes. You know, we're looking for cards that are suited. We're looking for pairs, cards that match. And uh, Badugi just goes, takes our brain and, and runs the other way with it and says, no, unsuited, unpaired, low cards uh, to win this game. <clears throat> So uh, makes for some uh, for some excitement. All right, let's talk about my recent play since episode twelve. So I've uh, played played some home games, been, been giving away money at the home games. It's just just not working out too t- too well there at the home games for me. But to me, home games are just really it's a good time. You get together with a few folks, uh, have a couple of beers, maybe grab a pizza or something, and. Uh, you know, basically hang out. So uh, maybe if I took it a little more seriously, maybe maybe I'd do a little better. But uh, again, it's just uh, just kind of nice to enjoy a game of poker without worrying too much about having too much, uh, having a lot of money, you know, on the table and uh, just sort of just chilling and relaxing once in a while. Haven't played online uh, recently, but uh, with the Poker Stars Platinum Pass giveaway. Um, that just is coming out now, just came out. They're just uh, starting to bring it into the U.S. I will be looking to get back online, um, play some Poker Stars online. Stay tuned as later in this episode, I'll talk more about this Poker Stars Platinum Pass uh, giveaway for uh, for an event that happens in the Caribbean. Phenomenal event. Uh, stay tuned to this podcast at the end here uh, when I talk about poker news uh, updates. We'll... Uh, I'll go into a little more detail about that. So I've headed to the casino to continue with my recent play since episode 12. I've headed to the casino the past few weekends, but uh, I end up on the list for hours, and I actually I never actually get seated. Um, so I don't I don't want anyone to say poker isn't alive and well. And these archaic laws designed to protect large casino corporations um, and trying to quote unquote save people from themselves these archaic laws they just don't work they need to be changed poker would be much more popular if the laws were updated similar to what's going on in texas by permitting card rooms um I can only imagine that there's plenty of folks who would love to sit down in a poker game on a weekend while visiting a casino only to find they can't even get seated. You know, say you're going, you've never really played, you've thought about it, seen it on TV, your friends have talked about it, you, you bop into a casino maybe on the weekend with some family, etc. you know, and you're like, walk by the poker room, you're like, hey, let me check this out. And, and you see a list 20, 30 people long uh, and just not really moving very quickly. And, uh, it's it's discouraging, and I can ima- only imagine that it uh, it keeps a lot of people away. You know, people who are just there again, like I said, popping in. Maybe they want to sit down for a couple hands, just give it a go real quick, and uh, they see a list that long. They're like, no, I'm going to continue on with my friends, family, whoever I'm at the casino with, and continue on to dinner or, or or you know somewhere else where I can go sit right down at a table, blackjack or something, where there's lots of seats available. Um, generally, or pop up to a roulette table or a craps table. Anyway, enough of that rant. Um, that said, I ended up heavy, heading over to Borgata with the hopes of getting into the regular $5, $10 limit seven-card stud game, which I really enjoy at the Borgata. By the time I got over there, though, the 510 stud game was dissolved, but there was a 10-20 game uh, about to begin, so a $10, $20 um, game about to begin. I got my name on the list, but there was already a full table of names ahead of mine. 
uh, waited a little bit, and I saw, <laughs> funny enough, I saw the 1020 um, game disappear, and then noticed that their list, apparently that 1020 game disappeared and became a 2040 game. So I guess those players sat down and they really wanted a 2040 game. They were just trying to get seated. You know, these, there's little maneuvers you can play to uh, try to get a seat a little bit quicker if you know and understand the system and uh, are familiar with the casino and uh, some of the staff. Anyway, I wasn't interested in uh, sitting in a 2040 game. I would have sat in, in a 1020 game, but uh, 2040 getting up there a little bit for me at this moment. I uh, first off, I, I honestly I, I didn't even bring that enough money with me to sit in that game, and I, and I just didn't want to play that high. So I uh, <clears throat> I saw a two two. Uh, the the limits the small and big blind are two dollar two dollar. So a two two PLO. Uh, 2-2 Pot Limit Omaha game, getting ready to begin. Got my name on that list. Again, I was after a full table of names ahead of me on that list. However, this time um, I was in luck, a little better luck. As they were calling players, not everyone on the list showed up, so I ended up being called as the game was about to start. And as a side note, you can uh, listen to podcast two where I discuss uh, the rules, play, and uh, some basic strategy for Omaha. Uh, so I sat down in this uh, 2-2 Omaha uh, PLO game with about 250 with exactly $250, had a, had a good table going. All of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, you know, right, there was no 2-2 PLO game, and very quickly there was a second table already formed. As more and more players were entering, what they were doing was bringing those players to our first initial table that started, and they were moving those of us who were on the list earlier over to the second table so it was like like musical tables um just a a casino poker room protocol which is fine needless to say i got i got moved tables rather quickly and funny enough as you can only imagine after not too long more than half of that second table was players (laughs) you know that i was playing with from the original table because they uh they were kind of bumping us over over there anyway i was pleased as i was enjoying the table talk with those players from the first table so i was happy that we were uh you know half of us were uh, sort of back uh back playing again at the same table after some back and forth, not hitting some hands, I, I hit a couple of big ones, got uh, hit the nuts uh, on a couple of hands, which is, if you go back again and, and listen to uh, to the podcast, um, podcast two, where I, number two, uh, where I discuss Omaha of this uh, series, you'll, uh, you'll understand and realize, you know, one of the... Uh, one of the suggestions there is if you, if you make sure you got the nuts before you put too much money in the pot. So I hit the nuts on a couple of hands. And uh, again, after some back and forth, I ended up on a positive, having raked in uh, about 170 or 80 more dollars than I started the game with. So, uh, so you know, hey, good, good, good times. I guess it was meant to be. Anyway, in the end, <laughs> here's the conclusion I've come to. It seems I have to get get to the casino to win money so I can come back home and give it away in the home game. So, you know, hey, hey, it all it all goes in a it all goes in a circle, right? The money just kind of moves around, moves around the poker table the right of time. All right. Finally, let's talk about some recent news and provide an update from the poker world. So, uh, we've talked about this a little bit. But uh, there wasn't a lot going on. I wasn't even sure I was going to have much news uh, ever since the World Series ended. Uh, a lot of the poker players, I think there's a lot of people just kind of taking a step back for a, a little bit. So it uh, hasn't been too much going on, controversial, or uh, even much sort of being, being discussed. 
um, except upcoming games and, and tournaments, et cetera, which is great to hear. But anyway, um, before I was getting ready to uh, go live with this podcast here, I uh, some news did come up recently, and that is uh, accused poker cheat Bryn Kenny is close to launching an online poker site called Four Poker, and that's the number four, not spelled out. So number four, poker. And for more about the accusations against him, which I'm not going to go into here, uh, go back and listen to episode number eight, which is the Raz episode, where I discuss uh, those allegations that were brought against uh, basically the top uh, poker player in the in the world, Bryn Kenny, top money money winner. In any event, because of these past allegations against Bryn, we'll have to see if the online poker um, site that he's uh, going to launch sometime later this year, we'll have to see if it'll attract a following or not. Not only might it be tough in light of the cheating allegations against Bryn, but competing with poker stars, GG Poker, 888 Poker, and, and the others, the other online sites that already have market share, um, between that and the cheating allegations, it's going to be a tall order to try to uh, break into the online uh, poker market. But uh, but we'll see. And, of course, there's some outrage um, on Twitter by some poker players. You know, basically, you know, this person who was um, accused of, of, of cheating uh, is, is going to open an online poker site and, you know, be an owner etc. And of course, there's a lot of unhappy, uh, unhappy players. So we'll have to see, see how it all pans out. But, uh, but that's uh, some of the news that came up recently. So one of the last things here I want to talk about for this episode uh, that I mentioned a little earlier, I do want to um, explain a little more about the Poker Stars Platinum Pass, because this is an exciting opportunity. The online poker site Poker Stars will be giving away 40 Platinum Passes to the Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure. Um, the, it's the Poker Stars Players Championship, which will be held January 30th to February 3rd at Baja Mar in Nassau, Bahamas. The most exciting part, of course, is that these 40 Platinum Passes, this promotion includes the U.S. players. So I believe they're giving away some 400 Platinum Passes, um, but uh, 40 of those are reserved for players in the U.S. Um so each Platinum Pass is worth $30,000 and includes a buy-in to the $25,000 Poker Stars Player Championship, also known as the PSPC. So it's a $25,000 buy-in Poker Players Championship. So if you win a Platinum Pass, you basically you get that buy-in, that $25,000 buy-in, plus six nights accommodation at a five-star resort in Bahamar, airport transfer and an additional in addition you get $1,900 to be used um, towards your expenses for the trip so I mean just phenomenal just a phenomenal package and and a phenomenal venue too and speaking of this will be a new venue for the tournament as it was previously previously held in Atlantis in the Bahamas which I have to say, I really want to, I, I, I was upset when they stopped holding it in Atlantis because it was somewhere I, I really saw and was really interested in going. It looks beautiful there. I uh, still would love to go to Atlantis. And, you know, to think they were holding the uh, Poker Stars Player Championship there as well. Go play poker um, in Atlantis, in the Bahamas. I mean, just something I, I've always looked forward to. So this new venue, though, is going to be at Baja Mar. The, the championship will be at Baja Mar, um, which, coincidentally enough, is not far from Atlantis. 
But uh, the reason it's not held at Atlantis anymore, a little bit of history here, is apparently the cost to stay and eat there became extremely unreasonable, and the service was lacking as well. Um, and so many, there were many complaints lodged from poker players about these high costs, and uh, and I guess poker stars uh, took it seriously, and they've uh, they've actually moved the event over to Baja Mar. So anyway, if you're interested. Um, and potentially winning one of these uh, Poker Stars Platinum Passes, get hooked up with Poker Stars. Uh, if you can play it in the state you're living in, um, get online with Poker Stars and, uh, and try to win a Platinum Pass because uh, I'm certainly going to be, uh, be in the mix. Finally, if you want to learn more about Badoogie or any mixed games, head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games, a comprehensive introductory guide to mixed games. There you can read the rules and basic strategy for each of 23 mixed poker games. So you don't have to keep rewinding the podcast to follow the rules. I also write about poker history, maintaining a healthy body and mind, and why learning mixed games now will keep you ahead of the curve. Speaking of body and mind, quickly, be sure to get out. Um, I was out for a run earlier. Try to get out. Get out for at least a walk. You can go, again, read read the chapter on uh, body and mind in the uh, in my book, Poker, All the Games. And uh, you'll get an explanation of why it's important to keep your mind and body healthy to uh, stay on your game, not only in poker, but, uh, but in life. So, uh, hey, get out for a walk. Start trying to eat a little better and uh, make yourself feel better. You'll just, you'll just feel better. Anyway. Uh, enough of the uh, health and, and body and mind rant, but uh, it's, it's important. Well, that's all for episode 13, Badoogie. Thank you for listening to Poker All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R All the Games. Subscribe for free at pokerchannel.substack.com and join us again in two weeks for episode 14, where we are going to discuss Courchevel, a game similar to Omaha, but with a twist. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can. Thank you.